You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> Alright, you know how this goes. Episode 41 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Immediate reaction time. Not really immediate. Recording this on Monday night. The Giants and Cowboys played Sunday afternoon, 425 p.m. Game ended around, you know, closer to 8 o'clock. So this is over 24 hours after, I guess. Uh, I I wish I could have done a reaction right after, but was busy with some things. Then today my computer uh, had some issues. What issues, you may ask? Well, my computer just sucks. Let's leave it at that. Okay? Uh, And then, uh, so this isn't exactly an immediate reaction. It's just a reaction, but we're still going to call it an immediate reaction because uh, who cares? I could do whatever I want. Um, Yeah. So, Giants, 0-5 now. 37-34 37-34 loss to the Dallas Cowboys uh, on Sunday. They uh, they did show some fight. They did indeed. They sort of they definitely improved offensively. Okay, they sort of gave me the idea that maybe they won't go 0-16. Maybe they will, you know, win a few games here and there. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be right. Who knows? Uh, but they all in all, they definitely improved. Offensively, and uh, let's start there. So they finally scored some points, and I'm not just talking Graham Gano field goals. I'm talking actual points. 27 points from the offense. Uh, seven were from Kyler Fackrell's pick six. So that was uh, 34 points total for the Giants in this game. But 27 points from the offensive unit. Uh, Devontae Freeman rushed for 60 yards. He finally got at least something going. Uh, Darius Slayton woke up for the first time since week one, caught eight balls for 129 yards. And uh, the main difference in this game compared to the other couple of games the Giants have played this year was uh, Jason Garrett actually utilized some creativity. Wow, look at that. Creativity in in the NFL in this day and age? And you score points? Who would have thought? He actually used some... You know, creative ideas when calling plays. Didn't run a boring or vanilla offense. We saw the flea flicker. We saw the fake reverse screens. The end arounds to Evan Engram. The throwback to Andrew Thomas on the two-point conversion later in the game. I guess Jason Garrett wanted to impress in front of his old team, the Cowboys. So he, you know, brought out some tricks. But that's what happens. You use creativity. In this current NFL, you'll score points, you'll gain yards, you'll do well offensively. You know, a basic vanilla offense does not work anymore. Why do you think Mike McCarthy was out of Green Bay a few years, a few 
seasons ago. You know, why did he think he took a year off to study, you know, different offensive and different offenses and different offensive trends and to try to become more modern? You know, that's what you gotta you gotta keep up with the times when you're running an offense in the NFL. You can't just be old school. That don't work. Creativity is key, and creativity is the name of the game. Uh, and that creativity actually led to touchdowns. You know, two of them. When the Giants scored three combined in the first four weeks. Uh, I don't think Jones was fantastic. He didn't throw a touchdown pass for the fourth straight game, which is absurd. Uh, but I thought Jones was able to escape the pressure multiple times and make some big throws. The offensive line wasn't too great. Jones did not uh, crumble and crack because of it. He escaped the pressure on multiple occasions and was able to make some throws. Uh, I wish he executed that late-game drive better instead of gaining just 15 yards when all the offense had to do was get into field goal range at the end of the game for Graham Gano, who couldn't miss a kick all day. Graham Gano was 4-for-4. Four four. Three of those four field, goal, four field goals were... Uh, 50 yards or more. I believe that's the first Giants kicker to ever do that in the game. I think he gets my early vote for the Pro Bowl, but let's it's been five weeks. We don't have to get into that. Uh, but all in all, I thought the offense was better. I thought the run game improved a little. I, I don't think Andrew Thomas was that great, and he's had some growing pains, but I don't think the offense was the main issue in this game. Uh, and uh, defensively, there were even some signs of life initially from the defense. Obviously, there's been signs of life from the defense all throughout this season. That's basically been the only aspect of this Giants team that's really been good at all. But there were signs of life early on in this game from the defense. You had the Kyler Fackrell pick six. You had, you know, sacks from Marcus Golden and Darnay Holmes, I believe. They had half and half on one play. And then Dalvin Tomlinson had a sack later on in the game. And the defense was actually able to get off the field a little bit early in the game. But that was early in the game. Late in the game is where the issues arrived. Okay, That's when the Giants' defense began to look exhausted. They couldn't get off the field on third down. They couldn't contain Ezekiel Elliott, who ran for 91 yards and two scores, I believe. You know, Andy Dalton comes into the game for Dak Prescott. And prayers up to Dak Prescott, uh, first and foremost. Hope he has a speedy recovery. Um... You know that that was that injury is horrible. I felt so bad for him. I still I feel so bad for him. And you know prayers up to Prescott. Prescott's good. Okay, I know some people have arguments about Prescott. Whether no Prescott is good, I would take Dak Prescott as my quarterback. I think he deserves a ton of money. But so back to what I was saying. Andy Dalton comes into the game uh, for Prescott, and all they had to do, all this Giants defense had to do was contain the run, was contain Ezekiel Elliott and force Andy Dalton to beat them through the air. Number one, they couldn't contain Zeke. As I said before, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, And then number two, Dalton actually did beat them through the air with those two big plays to Michael Gallup on the final drive that set up Greg Zerloin for the game-winning field goal, which he converted as time expired. Uh, so that was the main issue. I think their inability to contain the run and get off the field in the second half, towards you know, and in the fourth, mainly in the fourth quarter, uh, cost them. That one, that 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 was not good at all. That I think was the biggest issue, the Giants' biggest issue in this game. 
and it was probably the biggest reason why they lost this game, was their inability to contain the run and get off the field. thought Ryan Lewis screwed up on a couple plays. I thought Adrian Colbert had a rough day. I don't know why they're really playing him a lot more than Julian Love. Colbert made a bunch of mistakes. A bunch. Wasn't great in coverage. Had the two personal fouls. I don't know why they basically played Colbert a lot. And um, they uh, they didn't play Julian Love at all on defense. At all. Yeah, Adrian Colbert took 76% of the defensive snaps. Julian Love wasn't on the field for any of them. Why? I don't know. I, 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 they, they say it's matchup based. They say it's scheme based. You know, I don't know what goes down during practice. I'm not there. Um, I don't know. But I don't know why they're playing Colbert more than Julian Love. Colbert did not have a great game whatsoever on Sunday. And um, another issue is, you know, I thought besides the two sacks that I previously mentioned, they didn't get to the quarterback. And that always pisses me off. When the Giants can't get to the quarterback, or they couldn't get to the quarterback. And it's not so much that they're incapable of doing so. They just make mistakes when calling that those sort of plays. Patrick Graham doesn't seem to utilize it enough. You know, yesterday they finally gave Marcus Golden some sort of playing time, and that's only because O'Shane Zimenez was out. And Lorenzo Carter got hurt, and now Lorenzo Carter is done for the year with the ruptured Achilles. But they they didn't play Marcus Golden a significant amount until all year until yesterday, and it's because of injury because of injuries to other guys. But that's another question mark. It's like why aren't they utilizing Golden more? Why aren't they utilizing the pass rush as a whole more? Now they don't have a lot of bodies when it comes to rushing the passer because of injury, and we'll see when when Zimenez comes back. He's going to be out at least the next two games. But I don't know. It, I I've liked what Patrick Graham has done thus far. The pass rush is questionable because they have talent when it comes to rushing the passer. They have guys, less guys now, or fewer guys now. Excuse me, um, but they just don't utilize it. I feel like, and it, and it. it showed you know at least on the surface I gotta go back and look at the the tape and look more into it but it, it seemed on the surface they didn't utilize it enough and that cost them on multiple drives because you gotta get to the quarterback you gotta get in the quarterback's face you gotta pressure the quarterback if you do that they'll make mistakes I see it I say it all the time I say it every podcast episode I've said it every podcast episode thus far in this regular season and I'll probably continue to say it until they actually do it and who knows if they will. And who knows when they will. You know, it's... They just... I, I don't know. That that confuses me. I, they got to rush the quarterback more. They got to send not just three or four guys. They got to send five, six. You know, it's, it's, it's weird. I don't know why they choose not to do it. But I think the main story of this game overall... And I wrote about this Sunday night on EliteSportsNewYork.com. The mistakes are what killed the Giants in this game. As I said, losing teams find ways to lose. Guess what? The Giants are a losing team. They're 0-5. Per tankathon.com, which measures who's going to get the number one pick, the Giants, if the season ended right now, the Giants would get the number one pick. 
They have an easier schedule thus far than the Jets as well as the Falcons. Uh, so the Giants are losing team, and they find ways to lose. Let's look at some of the mistakes, especially the ones that jumped out to me, and I'm sure that the ones that jumped out to you as well. The Cam Fleming illegal shift on the fake field goal touchdown pass from Riley Dixon to Evan Engram, a play that the Giants beautifully executed, a play that the Cowboys did not see coming. They did not see Evan Engram lined up as a receiver uh, on the right side. And uh, Riley Dixon made a perfect throw to him, uh, caught it down near the goal line, walked right into the end zone, beautifully executed play. Of course, it was called back because Cam Fleming, they called the penalty on Nick Gates, the center. Right tackle Cam Fleming didn't get all the way down in your stance. What are you doing, my man? Get down in your stance. You're a veteran offensive tackle. You know the rules. You know what you're supposed to do in that circumstance. You're telling me you weren't told to do that when you ran that play in practice? When you did your best to execute that play in practice, you weren't told to get down all the way in your stance? My guess is that you were. Or if you weren't, then that's bad coaching. But my guess is that you were. And uh, that can't happen. You saw Joe Judge taught completely. I think he broke his headset after that. He was screaming, cursing on the sideline. Ripped his gator mask down. You know, throwing the headset. He was pissed. Everyone was pissed. Get down in your stance. What are you doing? Damian Ratley. Offensive pass interference on the Darius Slayton touchdown. Giants could have won this game by like 14 points. Um, Andrew Thomas missed the block that led to Daniel Jones fumbling the ball. And of course, the turnover continues. The turnover issues continue for the young quarterback. You know, that scoop and score led to the game-tying extra point in the first half and basically signified that the momentum had shifted. The momentum shifted in one play. So their two touchdowns got taken away from the Giants and then a mistake by the left tackle and the quarterback who can't hold on to the football. Uh, that's a 21-point swing right there. Uh, as I said before, the Giants failed to contain the run game. And get off the field as a defense, which is so huge in today's NFL. You have to get off the field. Okay, there's so many offenses that are high-powered and high-scoring, and they they move quick, quick. They run hurry-up. They don't give the defense time to rest. They don't give the defense time to prepare. Um, you have to get off the field on third down as a defense, and the Giants just could not do that. I'm going to look at, let's see, third down efficiency. Dallas was 5 for 9. Dallas also had 28 first downs in the game. That ain't good. That ain't getting off the field. No, sir. That ain't getting off the field at all. Okay, so that was an that was another issue. Failing to contain the run game and getting off the field on third down. Dallas was five for nine uh, on third down efficiency. Five of those, you know, five third down, five first down conversions on third down, and then twenty three other first down conversions, twenty eight first downs in total. That ain't good. Okay, that number is not good. Those two statistics aren't great on the Giants' part. Uh, and uh, there's just too many mistakes. Too many mistakes cost the Giants this game. I mean, and what a big win! What a huge win it would have been coming into Dallas, getting your first win of the year.
getting your first win against Dallas since 2016. The Giants have now lost seven straight to the Cowboys. Seven straight. Haven't beaten them in almost four years. Last time they beat them was, what, December 2016? Maybe late November 2016, whenever that game was. They come in and win that game. It's a big win against a division opponent. First win of the year. First win against Dallas since 2016. And not to mention, the Giants win that game. They're all of a sudden half a game half game out of first place in the NFC East. That's how putrid this division is. The Giants are 0-5 and they're still very much in it because of how bad this division is. And a division win yesterday, or on Sunday, would have been enormous. And too many mistakes cost the Giants. As it does three of those mistakes that I just said. The uh, the Fleming illegal shift, the uh, Damian Ratley offensive pass interference call, which I think I guess could have gone either way, but still that's a that's a, you know a penalty that cost them. And then the Andrew Thomas miss block, the Daniel Jones fumble, that's a touchdown for the Cowboys going the other way. That's a twenty one point swing, man. Giants could have won this game forty eight to thirty. If those plays don't, you know, if those two penalties don't happen and Andrew Thomas doesn't miss that block and Daniel Jones doesn't lose that football. Um, you know, and that's, but you can't do anything about it now. I guess, you know, unless you're a podcaster, then you can go on your podcast and rant about it. That's really all you can do, you know, but mistakes and just mental mistakes are just going to cost your football team. And that's what happened to the Giants yesterday. As I've said, losing teams find ways to lose games. The Giants are a losing team, and they found multiple ways to lose to the Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, And this team, we got Washington up next. Giants versus the Washington football team uh, this coming Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Giants are at home against the football team after two consecutive road games against Los Angeles and... uh, the Los Angeles Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is a game. If the Giants are going to win, as I said before, I have a little bit more confidence the Giants now. That maybe they, the Giants now that maybe they can, you know, pull off a couple wins. I'm not saying they're going to win many. I think like four is the max, but I think four may be even a stretch right now. Uh, but I, if there is going to be one game the Giants can win, it is this Sunday. And we, when you when you look at the schedule, there's three games when you when you look at the schedule and figure out who the Giants can beat. It's uh, there's three teams, okay? There's three games rather. There's the Bengals uh, later on in the year. I believe that's on the road, and they have the football team twice. So, yeah, I mean. And if they're going to be in one of those games against the football team, it's going to be this Sunday. Because the Giants are the home team. Uh, they're, you know, they don't have to travel like they've done the last two two weeks. And the football team is in trouble. You know, they, don't have, they have a quarterback controversy. They don't know who's playing. You know, Dwayne Haskins was benched. Kyle Allen got hurt and it was clear to come back into the game, but they didn't bring him back to the back into the game. They brought in Alex Smith. This was this past Sunday. They don't know. Football team don't know who's playing. Giants don't know who's going to start a quarterback. At least not right now. I don't think so. 
So if there's a game the Giants win this year, it is against the football team at home this Sunday. And uh, and if they don't beat Washington, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. If they can't beat the Washington football team this Sunday, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I think that's it then. I think then you really got to think about, you know, you got to start thinking about next year already. <laughs> And I think what next year is going to entail is Dave Gettleman not in East Rutherford. I think if the Giants lose to the football team on Sunday, I think that's it with Dave Gettleman. I think that solidifies it. I don't think they'll fire him on Sunday or Monday morning because the Giants don't roll. That's not the way the Giants roll, quote-unquote, which I think is pretty stupid. I think, you know, enough with this old-school mentality. Let's, uh, let's you know, if we're going to get rid of if you're going to get rid of Dave Gettleman, Get rid of him now. You know? Now there's two teams in the running for new GM. The Texans, after they fired Bill O'Brien, and then the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Now, they fired their GM. So now there's two teams already uh, that got a head start on the Giants when it comes to searching for a new GM. Giants lose to the football team this Sunday. I... They're not going to get rid of Dave Gettleman, but they should. <laughs> they really should. You got to get in that race for the top next, the next top GM candidates. Can't let teams get ahead of you. And right now, the Giants have let uh, have let Atlanta and they've let uh, Houston get ahead of them. Um, but we'll preview that game uh, later on this week. As I said before, hopefully the Giants win that one. I will give you my prediction as well as my, um, you know, my preview for that game later on in the week. Again, Giants play the football team on Sunday at one. Uh, but until then, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for letting me come on and rant about the mistakes the Giants made. And if there's one thing to take away from this episode: losing teams find ways to lose, and that's exactly what the Giants did. But. I will be back later on this week to give you my preview. And until then, thank you so much for listening. Again, I am Ryan Honey. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks.